Thanks for joining us for The Whole Spectrum. I'm Katherine Parks, and I'm here with my husband, Eric, to talk about what it means, in the words of Francis Schaeffer, for the Lordship of Christ to permeate the whole spectrum of life. And for us, our view of art in particular, we love to discuss the films we see from a Christian perspective, so we invite you to join us as we cover the whole spectrum of the movie world, from classics to independent films to blockbusters. Thanks for joining us, and today we have a special Valentine's Day edition, and with Valentine's Day quickly approaching, we wanted to talk about some of our favorite romantic movies of all time, and uh, we wanted to start by mentioning one that we saw recently that we both, I think, considered to be the most romantic movie of 2015. I think that's probably fair to say, at least of the ones that we've seen, Uh, so that would be Brooklyn. And uh, maybe you can give a little synopsis of that. So in the movie Brooklyn, an Irish girl comes to the United States in the 1950s. She is looking for a better life. She's young. Um, She immediately falls in love with an Italian boy, and uh, a little romance blossoms. Maybe we won't give too much else away, but it's a really sweet love story, really beautifully acted by uh, Saoirse Ronan, who has been in – she was in – Atonement, Mm -hmm. I think, as the younger sister in that film, and um, anything else notable recently? And other things. (laughs) I don't have the Google right in front of me. Uh, But she is in pretty much every scene of the film and does a spectacular job, and I think it's just a really sweet look at love, but also at... um, Actually, it has a lot to say about immigration and about um, just finding a new life, um, what America is. Yeah, and about home as well, your home. Where your home truly lies. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one we really enjoyed. But we also want to talk about... Well, hang on. I'm not quite done with that one. Okay. Okay, so this this movie, Brooklyn, (laughs) is also up for three Academy Awards this year. Um, It is really good. It's a very simple love story. It's very sweet. Um, And it's just... It's a little old-fashioned in some ways, but maybe that's what we found refreshing about it as well. Um, But one of the things that stood out to me, and I don't want to get too political in this, but... The, um, there's a priest, her, her, her priest in America is very interested in taking care of these immigrants that are coming in, helping them. He also gets a lot of the, the folks involved in just simple mercy ministry, putting together uh, meals for people, uh, especially poor, the poorer people. So it's things I think the church can do a better job about. Uh, it seems like government has kind of taken over some of these mercy ministry type things. And again, I don't want to get too political and get into it, um, so I'll pretty much stop there. Uh, but it was it was a good reminder of, um, you know, as Christians, we can and should be taking care of people a little bit better than, than I think we do sometimes. So it was a good, a good call to action in some ways just to see that. Uh, but aside from that, uh, great movie, very sweet and romantic. So now that you have politicized our romantic movies list, (laughs) just kidding. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started, and we're going to do a countdown. Top five. Top five, and we have not compared notes on this. Typically, we are not a romantic film-watching couple. Well, maybe that's not safe to say, but maybe not the traditional Romantic films. Like, Eric loves um, what I like to call old people love stories. I do, yeah. If I watch 
love love movies, <laughs> mm. romantic movies. I, I kind of like it when it's older people. I, I, one I was thinking about today was Last Chance Harvey with Dustin Hoffman and Emma Thompson mm-hmm. from several years back, and it's really sweet, and it's kind of about old people. Um, it kind of gets the old heartstrings going. <laughs> so when we go to see movies, usually we're the youngest people in the audience by about 40 years. We're old. Say. We're old souls. Yeah. So anyways, uh, let's get started. Top five romantic movies. Catherine, number five, what is yours? Mine is Dan in Real Life. Oh, that's, I like that one. Yeah. That's a <laughs> favorite of ours. It's a very rewatchable movie with Steve Carell and Juliette Binoche, directed by Peter Hedges, who also did What's Eating Gilbert Grape and About a Boy, which is another favorite of mine. He wrote What's Eating Gilbert Grape, if I recall. Oh, I don't think he directed okay. that one. I'm going to say Laza Holstrom and from Sweden, the motherland. And now everyone knows what it's like to be me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important that we're accurate here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's my number five. It's a really... Cute, quirky love story, and also has some good things to say about fatherhood. That's a good pick, and that was that was in mind, but I came across some others that I, I really wanted to add. So, my number five is About Time, mm. 2013, Domhnall Gleeson and Rachel McAdams. Kind of a time travel love story with some great comedic elements as well. Yeah, but when you say time travel, you just turned off... Probably I know it 60% sounds. Of our listening audience, sounds, i.e., three people. <laughs> all three of you. I know it sounds totes nerdy, but it's actually quite sweet. Uh, and what is interesting about 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 time? Wow. Mm. What is interesting about this movie is it's not a typical romantic comedy where the whole movie leads up to the end, like chasing the girl down for the wedding day kind of thing. This one has the wedding in the middle of the movie, which is a lot different from some of the other films you see. So. After that, it's real life. It's marriage. It's kids. It's uh, it, it it falls more into the true love aspect of the day to day kind of love story, if that makes sense. Yeah, it has a lot to say about familial love as well. I think so. That's a good pick. Thank you. Number four for me is Dear Frankie. Oh, I like that one too. That is an uh, no Scottish movie. Yeah, Scottish, starring Emily Mortimer and Gerard Butler, before he started doing weird. 300, 300. <laughs> movies. Um, but yeah, it's a really sweet story about a um, single mom who kind of makes up um, – she's been writing letters to her son pretending that they're from her father. So she needs to find someone his to – His father, sorry. She's been writing letters to her son pretending to be his father, and she needs to um, find someone to pretend to be the father for the day. So it's just kind of a sweet Yeah, because the boy story. has a crappy dad. There you go. That's my number four. Okay, my number four is The New World, directed by Terrence Malick. Ooh, <laughs> that's a surprise. I had to get Terrence Malick in there somewhere. <laughs> As you all know, because you've all seen it, uh, it's about Pocahontas, John Rolfe, John Smith. Uh, this is, what, 1600s, um, when the Brits are settling Virginia. It's it's kind of a reimagining of what would have happened between Pocahontas and you know, these other dudes. Uh, <laughs> it's incredibly beautiful. One of the most beautiful, beautifully shot movies you're ever going to see. I don't necessarily recommend it to everyone unless you like slow, cerebral type movies. Uh, but it really is. It kind of deals with the sacred and the profane loves, uh, which I think it's it's 
worth investigating. You don't really see different things like that on screen. Anyway, uh, very romantic. I like it. It's kind of hard to follow up your very serious number four with my number three, which is the animated classic Beauty and the Beast. Oh. But. It's a tale as old as time, (laughs) as I recall. (laughs) But it's just really beautiful. Yeah, I don't think there's been a better Disney movie before or since. And it was nominated for Best Picture, which is the maybe the only time before they expanded the category. Maybe so. That a animated film was nominated for that. So, yeah, it's classic. Okay, that was your number three. What, three. Okay, my number, my number three is the Painted Veil. Mm. Many people have not seen this, but you need to. It's a hard love story in some ways. It's a a married couple who ends up in China in the ugh, I don't know when. Probably the twenties. Maybe nineteen twenties. It's a cholera epidemic. The husband is a doctor and he's helping to fight this. But they've had the, kind of a rocky start to their marriage. Anyway, it, it takes a long time to get there in some ways, but it is a really beautiful story about um, kind of a broken marriage coming back together. So that's my number three. That's a good one. Uh, number two, Roman Holiday. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Gregory Peck, Audrey Hepburn. I love it. I could rewatch this one over and over again. It's a little bit... Uh, well, if you've never seen it, I won't give away the ending, but um, the ending is just perfect. It's one of my favorite movie endings of all time, and it's just the story of a princess who kind of escapes her caretakers for a day of um, exploring uh, Rome. That's very good. And speaking of fantastic endings and a black and white movie, my number two is City Lights, starring Charlie Chaplin. It's about... He plays his tramp character, which is what most people know him for, and he falls in love with a blind girl who sells flowers. Anyway, it's one of the sweetest movies of all time, and he's working super hard to earn money to be able to give her a surgery that will restore her sight. So she's never actually seen him, but she does presumably love him from their interaction in the movie, and it has one of the most amazing endings you will ever see Somewhat ambiguous, some might say. I'm not going to say anything more about that. It's one of the best classic romantic movies ever made. Yeah, but you love ambiguous endings, so... That's true. That's... How's this podcast going to end? (laughs) Nobody knows. We don't even. Uh, Okay, number one. My number one. Hang on, drum roll. Because what would any top five romantic movie list be without Jane Austen classic... Sense and Sensibility. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. I, what uh, You said Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> I want to make sure you got it right and you didn't. But no, okay. I said what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think when it comes to Love Story, this one is so great because it, it kind of encompasses all different facets and faces of romantic love. And it's beautifully acted and... Yeah. All right, and my number one is... Wait, 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 wait. Before you say your number one, the question is, are you going to choose at least one movie that at least someone else has seen? Yes, I am. Thank you for asking that, Catherine. <laughs> Elizabeth Parks, Drew Parks. Mm. Yes, thank you for asking that. My number one is Jane Austen classic Pride and Prejudice. All six hours of it. No, of course we're not talking about that version, the BBC version. And I know, blah, 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 the BBC version's better. Wow. No, I'm going with the the British-made version. Uh, director Joe Wright, 
who directed Kira Knightley and Matthew McFadden, and this is 2005. I think the cinematography is amazing. I think the music is incredible. The acting is spot on, and the source material is really what it is, is Jane Austen. Uh, but I think it's one of the most beautifully romantic movies ever. Um, so that's my number one. Okay, so would you throw in any kind of guilty pleasure romantic comedies that aren't, you know, maybe silent or... <laughs> or from this century. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the tough thing is thinking through some of these. And we're looking for romantic movies, and a lot of times I don't always think romantic comedy. Um, but I think Dan in Real Life was definitely on there for me. Groundhog Day I put on there as well. It's romantic. Yeah. Um, in its own way. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, you've got mail. If we're going like chick flick romantic comedies, I, I think that's a pretty good one. And I also really liked um, Runaway Bride. That was a favorite of mine. You like to quote certain lines from that you think are funny, <laughs> but maybe not appropriate for podcasting. Okay. Um, I really liked the French film Amelie from 2000. Super sweet. 500 Days of Summer is kind of another fun one that's romantic. And one that we both talked about together uh, before the podcast that we both really love is The Awful Truth with Cary Grant. It's black and white, obviously, and Irene Dunn. Mm -hmm. If you can get your hands on it, check it out. It's got mile-a-minute dialogue, uh, very sweet, very funny, one of the funniest movies we've seen in a while. Um, Anyway, that's a good recommendation for you. Yeah, so those are our favorites. We had a lot of input on Facebook, and we would love to hear where you maybe disagree with us or what your outrage that we left off. A lot of Princess Bride fans. Oh, we made some people mad will tonight. Will be hating us, but uh, I don't think either of us are huge fans of that one. I think it's good. Oh, yeah, good, not great, in my opinion. Don't punch me in the face. <laughs> But yeah, let us know, tweet at us, uh, or post a comment, and um, thanks for listening. Thanks, outro music.